Return to Channel 3 is back with a new episode. What? 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 And this time, guys, I got 70 billion reasons why you should listen to this one. All singles, stripper cash, pennies, IOUs. That's right. We're going to talk about basically giant game changing, no pun intended, like news that happened that is Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard for $68.1 billion, almost $70 billion. I just saying that could I like kind of like stop there right now, like literally <laughs> just kind of just like stopping in my tracks. Buying a company for almost $70 billion. I'm just gonna say $70 billion because it just sounds way cooler. $70 billion. And yeah, that's fucking insane that uh Microsoft even had that money. That it, it's crazy that they had that money even after buying Bethesda, which I did an episode with. If you want to check that out, it is. Um how buying Bethesda and how that was a game changer because it is a game changer. That's still huge. And they bought them for seven and a half billion dollars, which at that time I thought, holy fuck, that's a lot of money. Damn. Okay. Well, they're good. I mean, that's huge. That's like, you know, like the UFC selling for four billion or Disney buying Lucas art. Yeah. Lucas film and Lucas arts, I guess. And like, you're just like, damn, okay, like that's as big as they're gonna get. And then you just fucking wake up to this news and you're like, yep, yeah, we just bought Activision Blizzard for $70 billion. So now we own World of Warcraft, StarCraft, Call of Duty, Halo, I think Gears of War. Ah, uh, like, and then on the Bethesda side, Fallout, Starfield, Elder Scrolls, Skyrim, Doom Eternal, Quake, like, just like. They didn't just like assemble the like buying Bethesda was like assembling the Avengers. This is like assembling the Avengers and like the Justice League. Like what in the fuck? Crazy. So we're gonna get to it on the Xbox side. This is gonna be a two parter. I don't wanna talk too much about like business mumbo jumbo to be honest. Like it's 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 not interesting. Well, it's it's fascinating to me, but for the most part, it's not the most interesting, but I would do my best to break it down as best as I could my way and talk about the Xbox side of it. And then on the second part of this episode, talk about the Sony side of it, because absolutely you can't talk about this without what the hell PlayStation is going to do and what the rest of the freaking gaming industry is going to do. Because it's, it's, gosh, I can't, it's just like if like, I don't know if, any of you guys listening watch sports like or like soccer for example this is like if manchester united like bought barcelona like that's this is levels this is how epic like it's like unthinkable it's still kind of crazy that it's anything's possible it's kind of crazy so let's let's get to it let's break it down microsoft buys activision blizzard for almost 70 billion dollars and um yeah um they are all in on not this just generation of console gaming but the next one and beyond like they went from a company that didn't have that many studios so now they have i can think i believe i heard it was like over 30 or 31 different studios now in total which is a lot and of course like some the big the big prize well i'm not gonna say the big prize because activision blizzard owns a lot of good stuff they just 
you don't see it because they have fucking everyone working the Call of Duty coal mines for Call of Duty. Like they have like nine different people, nine different studios working on Call of Duty to make sure it's out the door every October, every November. And of course, that's what everyone thinks, the big prize and the, you know, but there's other games too, like World of Warcraft, Overwatch, Overwatch Big, Diablo, Starcraft, I mean, Tony Hawk, I don't know if it's, it was like the, the remake was a one-off, I, I would love remake of 3 and 4, come on, you guys can do it, come on girl, you could do it, and yeah, they just, fuck dude, they, got a, they own a bunch of shit now, this is like Disney levels, so right off the bat, the first question I've gotten, I have friends ask me, well, what does this mean for Call of Duty? And of course, that's the big one. That's the big, the big, the big cheese. So, what a lot of people are saying, there's no way Call of Duty is going to be Xbox only. Why would they leak PlayStation? Um, I believe the majority of the player base on Call of Duty is on PlayStation. And even with cross platform being the standard now on Call of Duty. So, this is one reason I think why they did it. Again, as far as this year's Call of Duty goes, like 2K21 Call of Duty, because they're essentially kind of like sports games or yearly, I'm pretty sure that's going to be for PlayStation. I think that's safe to say that's going to be for PlayStation, and that's going to be fine. Um, next year's, not so sure. Uh, there was a statement that Phil Spencer did speak about on Twitter. Uh, he spoke to sony heads and that they are committed to honoring their previous agreements with games being on playstation of course i.e call of duty that they will honor those commitments and keep them there on playstation and that they don't want to do that to that fan base because the partnership is very important phil spencer is a very i don't know the person is the ceo of the company but from what he has presented seems like a pretty genuinely good dude and he's like not going to screw over fans of gaming on the playstation side and he i don't know if that means for call of duty this year next year and beyond but at least for this year call of duty fans will be able to play on playstation i mean it'd be i think it's too late in the development cycle anyways but yeah i actually have this tweet right now and quote tweet right here i'm quoting the guy had good calls this week with leaders at sony Confirm our intent to honor all existing agreements upon acquisition of Activision Blizzard and our desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Sony is an important part of our industry and we value our relationship. So, end quote. So, in particularly naming Call of Duty is a good sign for fans for PlayStation who play Call of Duty a lot. Also, can't help to kind of feel like, yeah, you know, our biggest competitor, they, we call them, let them know, yeah, you know, we'll still feed you guys. We still got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, we some bread comes to you. Yeah, yeah. We still got you guys. We'll still put food on your table. And then saying, like, you know, important part of our industry, because they kind of, this move is like, it puts everyone on the back pedal, man. This, this buying Activision Blizzard move puts everyone on the back pedal. So, but one of the reasons why I think Call of Duty did it, or not Call of Duty, Activision Blizzard did it, among several other reasons we'll get to. But the first one is that. Out of the big three, Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft, and I guess if you want to include the PC space, Steam, and Epic, um, Sony takes the biggest cut 
um, I believe it's somewhere in the ballpark of like 35% of a cut per sale on their store. So when you buy a game physically like disc, there's a lot of like middlemen's that go through it. So I buy a game for 60 bucks. Well, some of that 60 bucks goes to the store that you buy it to, that you bought that you bought it from, GameStop or a mom and pop shop. Then another piece of that 60 bucks goes to the disc manufacturers who make the disc. And then another piece of that goes towards the platform, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. And then finally, that piece makes its way to the game itself, publisher, developers, whatnot. So physically, a lot of that happens. Digitally, it's less, of course. You don't have to pay the store. You don't have to be a disc manufacturer. But it's still... Sony still gets a pretty hefty cut digitally. Um, so, so much so, I heard that like you need a minimum of fifty thousand dollars if you're an indie studio to get your game even mentioned on the PlayStation Store, which is that's a lot of money, and that's a lot of money for guys who don't have money and they're trying to make their dreams happen. So that sucks. Anywho, thirty-five um, percent is still a lot. So, think of it like this: I spend sixty dollars on a game. Sony takes 35% of that, and the rest of it goes to the publisher developer if I buy it digitally. Now, almost every game has a store in the game. Skins, weapons, all that stuff, battle passes, you guys already know it. And as a customer, I am less likely to spend more money on stuff like that when I've already spent 60 bucks. Now, personally... I've done it. I'm fucking guilty of it. Whatever. To see some cool shit, I kind of want it. Kind of want to flex. But for the most part, for a lot of people, 60 bucks and then asking to spend more is kind of, that's a no-go. It's not going to happen, chief. So you're less likely to spend that money, more money, past 60 bucks. Um, If they put the game on Game Pass, I'm talking about the Call of Duty series, Game Pass games are free if you're paying 15 bucks a month, which you kind of already are anyways paying for, since you, you need Xbox, Game Pass, Ultimate, it's the same thing, Gold, Ultimate, whatever's, just for the sake of it, just call it Game Pass, to play online, to play online with your buddies, you need that, and you're already paying for that, so you're not really thinking about it in terms of like, oh, I gotta add another subscription on top of subscription, you're already kind of paying for it, I'm not saying $15 is not a lot of money, but most people, it's okay. So Call of Duty is free on Game Pass. You now can pocket that $60, right? So now you're more likely to spend that $60 that you're ready to spend or whatever it is, 30, 40, 50, 60, whatever the case may be, towards skins, battle passes, and stuff like that where the developer, the publisher, they see that money directly. Minus some promotions where you can support like a YouTuber or a Twitch streamer. Some games do that, um, but for the most part, they see all that money directly rather than, you know, a piece of it and then maybe you'll spend some money. So I think that's one major reason why they're like, you know what, whether they stay on PlayStation or not, they're willing to risk losing that, which in the long run, they'll see more of that in the long term. And maybe perhaps not that many people on PlayStation buy in terms of Call of Duty, skins and battle passes maybe on the, on the numbers it, it shows that less people buy it there than say on pc or xbox um that's 
has to be a, a, a factor along with, you know, making a console exclusive. You know, there people think of console gaming, there's like Nintendo, Xbox, PlayStation, Sony, right? And that's the big three. But there's other ones out there too. Google Stadia, which I always kind of make fun of, it's out there. Um, Amazon Luna console, that's out there. Netflix is trying to do something in the gaming space. I mean, they pulled a lot of like their shows that have like like game cameos, like uh, like Stranger Things and Dead by Daylight, shit like that. They pulled them because they're trying to do something in the gaming space. What exactly? Nobody really knows, but it takes away those options. Um, it takes away like Call of Duty, Overwatch, World of Warcraft, those options away from those. And of course, away from like Nintendo and Sony. So it's, I, I'm pretty sure those are some of the big reasons why they decided to do this. Another big reason why, and it's kind of an uglier reason, but it has to be brought up, is the lawsuit that Activision Blizzard's going up against for the state of California. So numbers are that this lawsuit and maybe Call of Duty Vanguard had to play in this in terms of selling poorly, well, poorly by their standards. Um, it went down like 27%, 30% of their like stock value, their price. So Activision Blizzard is like at a low point, both PR-wise and gaming-wise. So they're probably like, you know what? This is a sign to sell. And Microsoft always wants companies in general, not just Microsoft companies business in general when you want to buy something you buy low and then you know you either hold on to it or sell high whatever right activision blizzard is not a low at a probably like a maybe like an all-time low or a big low that hasn't been there in quite a while microsoft's like look man it's not going so well and it's probably not going to go so well for you guys next couple years why not sell we'll buy you out pay more than maybe I don't I don't know if there was like another potential suitor trying to buy Activision Blizzard but we'll pay you out buy you guys out and then that's it you get one last big payday Bobby Kotick and your fucking minions over there with your stupid hair so that's probably what all those factors probably happened and they ended up buying Activision Blizzard and what this means for Xbox in terms of gaming is that they can kind of do whatever they want. <laughs> Before with Bethesda, they had they were like super flexible, had a lot of options. Now it's kind of like they could do whatever they want. Personally, the number one thing I want, or number top two things that I want, take a fucking break, Call of Duty. Take a break. We don't need you every year, dude. No other fucking game outside of sports games does yearly releases and sports games are entirely different type of game like battlefield doesn't do yearly releases assassin's creed they don't do yearly releases anymore like take a fucking break you don't have to have like nine studios working on it you can have just one or two take like oh my god it'd be amazing call of duty took like a three-year break that'd be amazing it'd be it would be so refreshing It'd be such an overdue break, and the hype for the game to come back would be huge. Like, it'd be huge. That's one thing I'm really hoping for. And another thing is that these devs that work for Activision Blizzard get treated far better than they're getting treated right now. 
again, if you want to look up the lawsuit, they're getting treated like crap. And I hope they get treated a lot better now that Microsoft, Xbox, Phil Spencer kind of oversees them. And along with getting treated better, um, being allowed to kind of create more interesting and new games since they're going to be on Game Pass. The thing about Game... One of the things about Game Pass is that sales on a game don't really matter. It's about sales on the subscription, the subscription model. And if the subscription model goes up, you it goes up if you put, like, different types of games on it. So it doesn't have to, like, you know... You don't have to, like, sell the game and buy the game, like, full price. Now, you can if you're like, oh, I only want Game Pass for a month. You try out a game. You end up really liking it. You don't want to pay monthly. And, you know, you buy the game because you like it so much, but you don't want to have the subscription. And you deem that only worth it. Totally happens. A lot of people do that. And then you can still buy it on Steam. You can still buy it on PC. And there's still the revenue on that side. But for a lot of like smaller games, like indie games, there's a lot of independent games I probably wouldn't even consider playing if it wasn't for Game Pass, like just at all to try out. And then like, if I end up really liking them, if I had like some microtransaction skins, stuff like that, I'd be like, you know what, I like this little game, boom, buy it. Or it's like, you know what, I don't really want to have Game Pass, boom, I'll buy it on PC or Steam or on the Xbox store without Game Pass. Like, you know, since I got to play it, you know, I got to rent it, try it out if you will even though you can play to whenever you want. So all of that really, really helps. And like, again, we can have, we can literally have a game <laughs> where it's Master Chief, Captain Price, and the Doom Slayer assembling the Expendables, and I'd be super fucking down for it. Like, just, just make it happen, guys. It will probably never happen, but it's now technically possible. And then Xbox has also been kind of buddy-buddy with Nintendo because they're still always trying to bring into that Japanese market. So, heck, maybe you might get Call of Duty on Nintendo Switch. I mean, I don't know many people who would play it on the Switch, but it's potentially possible, you know? It's just kind of crazy. Um, they could do a lot of things. I mean, heck, Xbox now owns... Starcraft, World of Warcraft, and Minecraft. They literally own all of the crafts. They just need craft mac and cheese and they fucking complete their infinity gauntlet of crafts. And then they, and it's so crazy, is that they own Crash Bandicoot. Xbox owns Crash Bandicoot and Spyro, two PlayStation 1 icons. They now own them. Imagine you're some fucking guy who's like lives up in the 90s goes into a coma or gets in a hot tub time machine right travels like 20 30 years into the future he's a giant playstation fan he's like yeah i can't play to play the next crash bandicoot you know and he fucking comes back from his coma or time traveling machine and sees a crash bandicoot's an xbox exclusive character <laughs> like that's fucking crazy it's crazy but Ugh, I just, it's nuts, man. It's nuts. Um, it's it's definitely a game changer. But this is the Xbox side of things. Uh, this next episode, part two, gotta discuss what Sony can do, what Nintendo, and what EA might do. You know, because Activision Blizzard with EA's was EA's number one competitor that they would constantly compete against, and now 
they just got bought for $70 billion. So it's like, holy shit, our number one competition just got to go fucking bought out. So part two will be about the fallout and what they can do or what they might do. A lot of speculation, a lot of shit talking, but it's fun. So on that note, thanks for tuning in to Channel 3 and uh, just be cool, guys.